Hi, welcome back to another episode of Making Learning Special, where we discuss everything from strategies regarding early childhood development all the way to the realities of parenting. I'm your host, Madonna Laza-Smith, and joining me today, and always, is my husband and co-host, Zach Smith. So today, we're talking about screen time. Um, I really want to open up with this with you guys right now and by saying that screen time isn't all bad. And it's definitely not the answer to life's problems. Technology is a huge part of our society and some of us are daily lives. So the question is, how is this affecting our developing child? What we'll be touching on today is the current research behind it and how it relates to our kids, my professional opinion, and the realities of parenting when it comes to screen time. So I want to start off with this question to really reflect on our own screen time use as adults and as parents. How are we using screens? How often are we using screens? And how mindful are we about our screen time? So Zach, what do you think? I'll ask you that question. What the heck is the question? You, you asked a few. What do you want me to? What do you want me to start? Where Where are we starting this? Well, I'm asking you how How are you using your screens? How often are you using it? Often, and all the time. Kind we of a reflection. On, we have online based you using your screens. Online based businesses. We're looking at screens all day, every single day. Which, yeah. which isn't necessarily. I mean, it's 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 a, a necessary evil, right? The reality is, screens are the future as technology progresses and advances more things are going to are becoming virtual think of like our business for instance or my business with uh, my business partner we have our team is based we have a marketing team based in the uk we have another one based in australia we have a guy that does some social stuff for us uh, social media stuff for us in ukraine we have a couple of employees that are in different states it's all virtual so the reality of our future is that the screen is where it's at conducting business or even with a lot of jobs uh, i want to ask you Instead of you asking for my opinion, let me ask you this, going in the direction that we're going, because the reality is screens are the future. Technology is the future, obviously. Mm -hmm. How do you think that is positively or negatively affecting our kids? Well, there are some pros and cons to this, right? Too much screen When is it a con? When is it a con? Let's start there. Okay. So when is screen time a con? When screens and watching videos and being on their phone or iPad is all that they know, and they revolve their day using their phones, especially at a young age, and especially as your child is developing. As a speech-language pathologist, I'm thinking of it as um, how are they developing language? How are they using screen time? So it can be a con when they're not necessarily getting those hands-on experiences as much as they should for their age, which is part of early development. That's a con. And when is it a pro is when we can use screen time to supplement the development, to supplement the things that they're doing. And for kids who are not necessarily interacting socially, for example, a lot with adults or with kids their age, sometimes screens can be helpful in that. So again, there's pros and cons. And um, we're not here to tell you if it's bad or if it's good, but what we're here to tell you is what the current research is and the current data, and um, you take that information. So before you even talk about the current data and research and stuff like that, everybody uses their screens as a babysitting tool almost, right, with their yes. kids. Mm -hmm. it's, it's getting out of hand, to be completely honest with you. How do you think 
that has negatively affected. Now, I know I asked you this already, but how do you think this has negatively affected their development or their ability to like socialize and communicate with other people when all they do all day is stare at a screen that just talks to them and flashes all kinds of lights, but they don't necessarily have a back and forth social interaction. How do you think that's negatively or positively or whatever it is affecting our children? Because now they're just watching a screen all day. Well, you said it yourself. They're not getting that back and forth interaction and they're not learning in that sense when they're not always getting that back and forth interaction. I will tell you, this is part of that. Um, the realities of parenting is sometimes we do use a screen to get a little break, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying we don't. I'm not. Listen, listen, people. I'm not saying that we don't do it. It's just that it is not the primary babysitter. OK, <laughs> let, me yeah. get, let me get that straight. Yep, exactly, exactly. So um, there, we see, we talk about this often, Zach, right, that when we go out into in restaurants, we see a lot of kids on their screens, we see a lot of parents on their screens. And yeah. sometimes you're sitting next to a family, and they're not even talking, they're all yeah. on their separate screens, or that's, that's it. So I always say, even as early as your baby, even before your baby talks, Mealtime is such a big part of language development. It's a big part of social language development because that's the time you guys are facing each other, enjoying each other's company, connecting, and building some of that vocabulary. So I always say that when possible, to not have your screen during mealtime is a huge one. Not just it's not just during mealtime though, but yeah. we see it all the time, right? They'll be in the stroller walking around the mall. They'll be in a cart on the phone during grocery shopping, an iPad at dinner. It's to me, it's it it's kind of getting out of hand. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, or like you. remember when we were um we were walking, I forgot where we were walking, but um, a mom was like dragging her kiddo while yeah. the kiddo was on the screen. So the, we yeah, mentioned this because these ridiculous. are opportunities. These are opportunities for you to connect with your child and for you to um, point things out, talking about their surroundings and their environment. And we totally get it. No one's a perfect parent. We're not perfect parents where um, there are times that we need to get our stuff done. And sometimes the screen is there to help us out. Right. Yeah. But again, it's it's a balance. So and I know I know we've been talking about more of the negatives than anything. But uh, the last thing that I want to talk about or ask before you even get into the research of the positive sides of things is when is too young to be on too much like screen time like yeah. lay out lay out the general rules rule of thumb because you got people out there putting their one-year-old kids on tv for like three hours like dude what he loves this show what are you talking about he loves this show he doesn't even know what in the world he's watching he just sees flashing colors so obviously he's gonna look there instead of at your boring face so when is too it's young boring parents by the way <laughs> kids what, are co actually compared, hey, compared to the flashing lights <laughs> okay. compared to the flashing lights that are confusing him on the screen your face is boring. Okay. That's the reality of it. Okay. okay they have yeah. two choices. They're going to, they're going to choose the flashy lights that confuse them over your face. <laughs> <laughs> not all kids. I will have to point. Yeah, that. it's true. But, okay. But not actually, all kids, but a lot of kids. 
this actually starts going into that research behind screen time. So the American Academy of Pediatrics, they actually say kids who are younger than one and a half, younger than two years old, should not be getting any screen time, except the occasional, you know, video chatting. And why that video chatting and FaceTime is different is because it's very interactive. It's people that they're familiar with. It's real time as compared to shows that kids watch and things that are more passive. You know, we, we do the binge watching, right? Where we're sitting on the couch and we just see the screen go by. We don't even know what episode we're on and we're like a couch potato. That can happen to kids. So from from the American Academy of Pediatrics, they say younger than two years old, they shouldn't be getting any screen time. But this information, knowing this, and then the pandemic hit, right? And kids are getting more screen time. And sometimes that's just what it is, what, what we have to do sometimes. But there are families out there who are able to do this. So there's families who haven't shown their kids um, the screen until their child's two years old. So it, yeah. it can be done. It's not like it's um, unreasonable, but this is what research shows is that even for kids who are older than two years old, who are going to the preschool age, about three to five years old, even no more than one hour per day is highly recommended of um, high quality programming, for example. So yeah. what I mean by high quality programming or what I even mean by this is that there are shows like, for example, Blue's Clues, Sesame Street, where they talk to you, talk to you through the screen and pause. Those are actually more beneficial for your child because it's more interactive if you are showing them programs like that. Um, some, some programs that help your child um, answer questions, for example, or um, asks your child questions is, is um, one that's more interactive. But well, what it shows is that you really shouldn't be passively just giving your child the screen. Yeah. So, so you're saying that they shouldn't be getting kids underneath under two years old shouldn't be getting more than one hour or, or kids under two shouldn't be getting any screen time at all kind of right now where's the where's the i guess the asterisk right because even when when ace turned 18 months his vocabulary was so advanced that we actually decided to give him like 30 minutes here and there right he was like of interactive minutes. screen time <laughs> yeah. right so mm-hmm. we that would be is that the exception to the rule or did we mess up what's going on there like the, like what what's the exception to the rule or mm-hmm. should we not have done that so you also have to just take into consideration where your child is at and when their language You know, if your kiddo is demonstrating a language delay, for example, or if they're a little behind, um, you would want to spend more time um, with them, not necessarily um, with them on the screen, but more interaction with them, being on the floor and doing more of that quality play with them, right? Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, screen time can be used to supplement your child's development. For example, Ace, we started showing him, I was very aware of this because even before being a mom, I'm all like, okay, I'm, I have to make sure that I am not always showing my child the screen because I know the research behind it. So right. I was aware of when we started showing Ace um, shows, for example, and it was just small snippets of it, maybe 10, 15 minutes, if anything just to give ourselves a break and just mm-hmm. for him to learn in a different way. So this is supplementing his development when he was about 20 months because his vocabulary um, and his development was on par and everything like that. 
So All right. perfect, yeah, perfect segue. I, you said you talked about how it supplements. Let's talk about how we can utilize technology and we could utilize screen time to actually further advance our children's development. Go for it. Yeah. So there's this thing called co-viewing that I love doing with kids and I tell parents about. And what you um, that's a way that you can use screen time, even if they're younger than two or a bit older than two years old, where you're sitting there with them talking about what they see on the screen. You can pause it a bit and then um, just chat with them. You can also use screen time to your advantage by playing what you guys saw on TV by using real life items that you guys have in your environment with what they see on the screen. So a lot of relating real life to just this two-dimensional thing that they see. And I will let you guys know too, that a lot of these programs say, oh, this show is for your toddler and toddler age is about one to three years old and preschool age is three to five years old. So they say, um, this is great for your baby. This is a baby show. This is a toddler show. Do not be fooled by marketing mm -hmm. because, because there is no such thing as a, um, a good program for your baby. You that, are your program for your baby. <laughs> that's like when they say this shaver is for rugged beards. This shaver is for silky smooth women legs. Dude, it's a shaver. <laughs> one is pink. One is blue. It's all marketing. Just to just to kind of give you guys another example here. Yeah, you're right. It's all marketing. Yeah, and I will. Um, and most of these programs are actually. I, I I forget what resource it was, but um, I was looking at something, and most of these programs are actually tailored. They're, they're tailored for the younger crowd, but the language that's involved and everything, and the concepts involved in it, it's for um, two and a half or three year old kiddos. And we're showing it to our babies. And yes, of course, our babies love seeing it. I hear parents all the time saying, oh, they just love this show. They love Coco Melon. They love uh -huh. this. But think about it that they love the lights. They love the sounds uh -huh. and the intonation and the music, right? Let's talk about something that you said. Let me, I'm going to cut you off real fast. Let's talk about something that you said when, it, when we're talking about attention span per cut. In, in scenery, right? Or in the scene or whatever, however we describe it in Cocomel and how it doesn't even give your child the opportunity to process the information that they just received because by the time they do, it's already on to the next clip. What was the average time? Somebody actually timed it. The average time in between each clip on Cocomelon was like two seconds or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Is it, what is that? ADHD training? Like, how's that work? <laughs> so I'm okay. I'm. We're not bashing on Cocomelon. There's actually a lot of really great songs in Cocomelon. A lot of really great concepts that they've done, and these shows but, are no, but them but us. but just yeah. because there's great concepts and great songs, it doesn't necessarily mean you know that's just like saying just because there's good intention that it has a good outcome. Yes. Exactly. So you can have goodwill and still mess things up. So how is Coco Melon's attention span or, or what I was talking about? How is that actually yeah. a bad thing or why? Yeah. So if you think about it, um, if you're comparing, for example, Coco Melon versus Sesame Street, there's more dialogue in Sesame Street, a lot more pauses, longer, um, let's say frames. I'm not sure what they call it in television. Right. But there's longer segments. Um, where there's dialogue and all that. In Coco Melon, you notice um, next time you watch it with your child, you'll notice it switches fast from like mm -hmm. um, uh, one scene to another scene. Whether it, even though it's the same scene, but what they see on the television, it goes from JJ to mom to um, brother to this to that. Right. So um, this quick change in in scenes can uh, there's research research behind like how it can affect your um, attention. There is um, 
some correlation between some delays and um, too much screen time. And this is all because we want our kids to experience real life things. That's where the effect is, right? We see kids who are getting too much um, screen time and not getting hands-on experiences and then um, it's being um, their developments being affected. I'll give you a perfect example of this. I remember one of my colleagues talking about how she was assessing a child and this child um, was looking or he, he got a book and he was swiping Yikes. the book. Like an iPad. Because he didn't have experience with that real life book. And then there's other instances where where I've assessed kiddos and um, we have, you know, those board puzzles where you match maybe the, the shape and the board, very simple puzzles. And um, they're not able to do that. But the mom, my mom says, oh, but they can do that when they're playing on their iPad and they match it perfectly. So there is a disconnect there. Mm -hmm. Right. That's where I'm talking about. It's uh, it's great that they're learning maybe their shapes and colors that way, but you want to go back to are they, they able to do it in real life and how functional are all these things that they're doing with the screen. If your child, for example, is um, learning a concept on the screen, they're able to do their one, two, threes on the screen. Are they doing that in real life? Are they they're doing their ABCs and one, two, threes, but are they able to ask for your help? Are they able to communicate their wants and needs? You know, all these different things. How is the screen helping them? How is the screen helping their development? Okay. And so the, again, way, ahead, the way that ahead. I interpret this is you're saying like, you need to be watching these, or they need to be watching things that are interactive so that they can understand and comprehend the language that they are receiving versus just watching shows where they understand patterns. One, two, three, four, five. That's a pattern. That's something they just memorize, but not necessarily quite understand yet in terms of like, this is two, two counts for one and plus two, one. You know what I mean? They don't understand that. Or ABCs, that would be a song, a melody, a pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Where, and then you're talking about, you want them to understand and develop functional language where they can be like, uh, snacks, please, milk, please or all done or potty or whatever it may be, where they can actually use the words in the proper context to communicate a specific uh, end goal, I guess. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And different kids get different different do- dosages of screen time, right? And again, every kid can be different. And Johnny might be getting three hours of screen time and he has a bunch of language. But Emma might be getting... Um, three hours of screen time too. And she doesn't have a lot of language, right? Right. So it can really vary. So when to pull them off? When do you pull off that kid? When do you pull off Emma if she's getting so much screen time and it's actually, she's not using her words because of it. She's kind of just grunting. Seems like she doesn't know. Seems like she's behind. What do you do there? Um, One of the things is decreased screen time (laughs) is, 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 a, a big thing because what and do it you sounds basic look and cu- sorry to cut you off again but it sounds so basic but i had to ask because there's a lot of people out there who feel like their kids are behind yet aren't changing anything about their habits not changing anything about the behaviors not changing anything about the like the day-to-day patterns that they go through so why do you expect something to change when you're doing the same exact thing right so i know it was a, i know i like i said sorry to cut you off but i had to ask because as simple as it might be some people just don't understand that and can't grasp that concept. So 
if there's a, a language or developmental delay and your kid is watching hours upon hours of, of screen time, phones, TV, whatever it may be, you got to pull them off and get that interaction going on again, right? That human interaction, that back and forth, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Decrease that screen time. Or if your kid is really having, um, if your child has a develop. Um, a hard time weaning away from screen time, change it up a little bit by co-viewing with them a bit more and really figuring out ways to get into that play with them while they're um, using the screen, you know, bring some toys with you and be like, oh, here's here's the choo-choo train. You see the choo-choo train on the screen. It goes round and round, choo-choo train and slowly fade away the screen. You can do things like that. That's a good, okay. That's, that's a good point then, because you don't have to. So if your kid is showing signs of uh, language or developmental delay, you don't necessarily have to cut them off cold Turkey. You just got to improve. So we're looking for progress, not perfection, which is actually one of the things that we both practice in both of our own uh, respects, you know, in terms of our professions, Mm -hmm. that's actually, I'm glad you actually brought that up because we probably would get some people out there who are like, no more screen time. That's it. You need to be fixed. Right. When it's not really, it's not really like that, that crazy. All you got to do is just start, you know, weaning off it a little bit at a time or utilizing strategies such as co-watching to get your kid back on track in terms of practicing the words and understanding all these good stuff. Uh, And and also, you know, how you co-watch. It's funny because um, for any of you single guys listening to this, I actually go co-shopping with Ace and I talk to him nonstop during the entire time that we go shopping and you get so many comments from ladies. So any guys out there, single, single dads. (laughs) Utilize this strategy and you will get the ladies. Uh, 50% of them will be be 55 and above, but hey, it's a numbers game, guys. So just just putting that out there. I I do go co-shopping with Ace, but not because obviously I'm trying to pick up the grandmas. It's just, you know, like you said, we like to have that back and forth interaction. What do you see here? What should we get there? You know what I mean? What kind of fruit is that? What color is this? Man, should we get that? Do you think mom likes this? Like we just talk nonstop. Everywhere we go, we talk about everything that's around us. It's uh, it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. And you know what? That's how you're making learning special with your little one. And it's, right. it's a, <laughs> it's, it sounds funny because we're adults. We know what's going on. Everything is kind of like, oh, it is what it is. Our environment, here it is, you know, but for a child, they're still learning. Everything right. you, you say and do can be fun and it's exciting for them. Right. Yeah, it's, it's then- new. It's new to them. It's old to us, but it's new stimulus and new everything to them. And so we just have to keep that in mind. Right. We yeah. just have to keep that in mind that everything that we say and do is new to them. We've been doing it for 30 plus years. Right. But not him. He's been doing it for 30 plus days or whatever it is, you know, not even maybe 30 plus months, but that's, that's nothing in the grand scheme of life. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And then what's, you know, what's the difference between screen time when we grew up versus when we were younger versus screen time now, you know, think of it that way, because I could say, Oh, I watched a lot of screen time when I was young. We always watch Friday night television, Saturday morning TV, you know, things like that. But Think of it as this, that we moved a lot when we were younger. We, um, we had kind of that stop of knowing, okay, we're done watching TV. Now it's time to do this. But today, technology is so crazy that- Prominent. That prominent. prominent that yeah. screens, it's, it's part of our lives. It's in our fingertips. It's so easily accessible. Again, I'm going to go back to, you go to a restaurant, you see screens around the restaurant, and then you see screens right there on your hand. You know, um, it's just 
you could bring it around. It's more portable. Yes. That's that's why it's a little bit. Well, that's why, well, that's why you can't take it away from your children. You just have to understand when to let them have more of it, when to have less, when to see that it's becoming an issue and what you can do about it. It's just about being completely honest and genuine with what's happening and being very, very, like I said, honest with yourself. Like, is the screen becoming a problem to the point where my kid is experiencing things that he shouldn't be experiencing? Like social disconnection, yes. delays in language, attention difficulties, right? You know, difficulties with problem solving, like a lot of these things. That's what. Yeah. All, well, that's what it's all about. This this entire episode is about one. Don't let the screen be the babysitter. First and foremost, be a, be a parent. I know it takes some work, but guess what? It's what you signed up for when you had a kid. All right. Uh, number two, your kid under two years old shouldn't be having screen time unless it is FaceTime or something that's interactive, like talking back and forth to a relative. Uh, of course, there are the exceptions to the rules, such as kids who are more advanced in their development, where you do things like co-watching, mm-hmm. uh, like what we did with our kid for like 30 minutes at a time with Sesame Street and all this other good stuff. Um, other than that, after the age of two, they shouldn't be having more than an hour of screen time. Right. And you want it to be something that is not mindless. You want it to be something that is not cutting different cutting like cut scenes every two seconds, like Coco. And then time out on this. So kids who are over two, right. This is what research shows, or this is what research is saying and recommending. But we know, right, Zach, as parents, as working parents, that our child does get more screen time, more than an hour some days. But we try to balance that out by making sure that he's outside playing some other times. And then when the screen is off, that we're interacting with him or that he is doing independent play. So that part of it is the realities of parenthood. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then, like I was saying, if you are noticing, if you are one of those parents that let your kid be babysat by screens, it's all right. It's just now it's time to change it up. Don't let it be so bad to the point where your kid starts having social disconnects. Your kid's not using their words because they choose to not because they know they could get what they want out of you just by pointing and not even looking at you because they're stuck on a screen. So you don't have to go cold turkey and just be like no more screen time so you can quote unquote fix that. But you can start utilizing the co-watching the strategy like Madonna Madonna was talking about earlier, just like with the, you know, I was talking about with Ace when he was just 18 months with the co-watching. So progress over perfection. Screens are mm-hmm. the reality of the future. That's just the way it is. So we don't have to hinder our kids from it. We don't have to hide them from it. We don't have to just, you know, it's say it's evil because it's not. There's a healthy balance. There is a healthy balance, right? There's a healthy balance. I could connect everything we're talking about in regards to the screen. I'm thinking about like, these are the things that I say to my clients all the time. It's like the same thing, except we're doing it with little humans with something different on screens. And then being mindful too, right? Of, Of you as an adult, how are you using your screens? How are you interacting with your child? Mm -hmm. Are you on your screen and brushing your kid kid away? Or are you checking your um, phone every five minutes? These are that was the last thing. That was the last thing that I actually wanted to ask you and cover prior to wrapping this episode up because we've talked about when is too young, when is too much, when can you introduce it, when should you not, like all that good stuff. But the last question is. Our kids see what we do and they will often do what they see, not what we say, right? 
Say it again, Zach. Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Kids will always do what they see, not what we say. And if they do what we say, it's only so like they can only do it for so long before they start realizing that you're actually not even doing the things that you said for them to do. And they it flips and they start doing what they see you do. So going back to what you touched on. If you as a parent are always on your phone, always on your iPad, always have the TV on and you're watching while you are, quote unquote, watching your kid, how does that affect them? We could end it there. (laughs) I'm supposed to answer that. Yes, Yes. answer it. Like, what's what's your thoughts? Like, what do you what do you what do you do there? What do you recommend there? Because you're supposed to co-watch with your kid, right? Co-watch with your kid. Mm -hmm. But when you're using the screen while you're watching your kid, that's like (laughs) co-watching instead of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're on your screen, um, and co-watching your your kid, not co-watching. Yes. While watching you're on your screen while watching your child, I suggest to not be on your screen for a long time. If you really want to spend some time and playing with your child, put a timer on your phone and, um, you know, maybe if you see how it is, if you put literally put like 10 to 15 minutes, an alarm on your phone saying, okay, for 10 to 15 minutes, I'm not going to go on my phone. I'm going to play with my child, or I'm going to talk with my child or sit with my child. See if it's easy for you or see if it's difficult for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just, just be mindful of how you're using the screen because your child is going to um, reflect that. And also uh, one thing that I um, have not mentioned is don't use the screen to help your child fall asleep. And it can be difficult for them to learn to sleep by themselves. There's also research behind that, even as adults, right? The blue light and everything Mm -hmm. like that, they'll have a harder time falling asleep or going into that deep sleep. So that's one other um, thing that we didn't mention that I also wanted to mention. No, that's a, that's a good little, that's a good little thing to add in there for sure. For sure. So I guess, I guess we can say that screen time, being aware of your screen time, isn't just for kids. It's for you too. It's for you too. And you got to lead by example. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, exactly. So guys, remember that knowledge is power, but we're missing another part of that. Knowledge is power when you put it into action. So remember that making learning special through screens is possible. So we're going to wrap it up here. If you found value from this episode and from the show so far, remember to share it with your family and friends so we can continue to make all these episodes for you guys. So come connect with us on IG and TikTok on Making Learning Special. And we'll see you next time.